All right, we're we're recording. It's an episode of Three Boring Dudes featuring only two boring dudes. Two boring dudes. Uh, I'm Judd. I'm Cody. And I'm Barrett. Hey, with Barrett. A totally different voice. Also, my high school nickname was Chode Muncher. I also heard it was Butt Plug. That's it weird. was also Butt Plug. Weird. Barrett, you look so uh, womanly today. It's nice of you to join us. I look like a vagina. That's indeed true. Kind of like the predator without the teeth on the mouth. So. Oh, God. That's, yeah. that's bad. That's imagery for you. So. Uh, speaking of Barrett looking like a vagina, that leads us to our, our newest award we've decided to implement. Right, yeah. Well, we've got the, uh, what do we have? we got the Richard Pryor Comedian Champion. Yeah, the, oh, oh let's, let's back up. Uh, welcome to the second official podcast for Three Boring Dudes, featuring only two of the Boring Dudes, because Barrett's a pussy. Dumbass. Couldn't be here because... Oh, I'm opening a restaurant. I'm being successful. Sucking dicks in the Hollywood bathrooms. Putting meat between buns. Uh, hi, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Just put it right here. Yeah, would you like mustard on that meat? I've got it in my pocket. <laughs> Thank you. Come again. <laughs> ding, ding. Oh, man. That's that funny, Barry. Welcome to the show. Uh, so we, we have several awards we give out at the end of the show. <laughs> the first is the Richard Pryor Golden Comedian of Comedians Award. This, this name just keeps getting longer and longer. Among <laughs> other things. Yes. Uh... Richard Pryor Champion of Comedians Championship Belt Award, right? I think that's right, yeah. I think. I, I like Golden in there, too. Why not? But uh, that's for the person voted most uh, most humorous. Yeah, that's the only award you want to win uh, Very much on so. the show. The, the Richard Pryor Award, uh, our consensus funniest comedian of all time. Yes, definitely. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the next one? We got the... Uh... Uh, if you're not funny, if you're the anti-fun, you get the Garrison Keillor Award. Barrett's not here. I'm going to nominate him for automatically winning. Boom. The Garrison Seconded. Killer. He gets... Suck it, bitch. Ten points right off the bat. Oh, man. Barrett is just terrible. He's hey. just not funny today. No, no jokes no. at all. No, I mean, his vagina face is hilarious, though. <laughs> that is the worst image. The predator <laughs> without his teeth. I, I you know. It's, it's like a... Well, it's, it's like the, it's the... It's the baby predator. I mean, you know, kids don't have teeth when they're born. Oh, right? he's a predaboo. Right. A predababe, you know. And, uh... A babador. Their vagina teeth grow in over time. So, it's just like... A, it's like a baby predator. The vagina teeth grow in over time. Write that down. That's hilarious. That's what we should name this episode. <laughs> vagina teeth. Jesus. Uh, the the next award is the Paula Dean Award for being a racist asshole. Uh, it has a fancier name. I just don't care to remember the, it right the, now. The Paula Dean Merit Scholarship for Racism. That's what it was. Yeah. How do you remember this shit? It, I remember shit. That's all there is to that's it. That's fantastic. I can't do math to save my life. But. That's the that's the Paula Dean Award, and if yeah. whoever gets the most racist jokes in the episode, hopefully we all tie with zero, but uh, you never know. Occasionally you fall back on something that's just not funny to the majority of the population. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and nominate Barrett for this, too, because... Because uh, he's racist by not being here? Hey, look, he obviously doesn't like us. He doesn't like you because you're Jewish. Yeah, right? I hate like, those goddamn Hebrews. You know, those people are stupid, you know, because, you know what, with his stupid sauce, Factory, he's, prob- <laughs> he's probably not gonna sell the Hebrew International hot dogs just to spite your people. Oh man, guaranteed. Every, every sausage there will be totally unkosher, completely unkosher. I, I totally enjoy referring to his hot dog stand as a sausage, sausage factory. factory. Yeah, he should have opened it in West Hollywood, it would have been much better. I was gonna say, I think that is a club in a West Hollywood. A hot dog stand called Doggy Style, it's not bad. I, how many people would come in with boners and be like, just tie a ribbon on it? <laughs> Put your meat in my mouth. I just want to stick this between some buns. Uh, you know, we're not open yet. Uh, I'm not talking about that, you know. 
Which oh. actually, uh, why are they from the south? I, I don't know. They could be southern gays, right? Like who, two who moved to LA. Yeah, sure. Well, they don't want to be in the south anymore, right? If I was gay and lived in the south, I'd move to Graceland. Why? I don't know. Why? Why Graceland? Because Elvis. Uh, yes. Why is Elvis was Elvis gay? I don't know. No. What? See, look, it just I remember seems like shit, a but place. I... I don't know. I give me a Garrison Keillor. That was okay. horrible. That didn't make any sense to me. God so. damn it. Yeah. Well, you know, it was. It was in there somewhere, but... Uh, That's the, what she said? Uh, Terrible? No. All right. Yeah. Uh, and the new award that we've decided to, to add today is the uh, Andrew Dice Clay Commemorative Beer Chauvinistic Pig Award. For Commemorative Piggy Bank. Commemorative Piggy Bank. It's <laughs> for a, being a sexist asshole. There we go. It's. Uh, I'm going to win this one every week. We're going to call it... The, what, is it the Dice Man Award? Yeah, I know. Sure. We'll work on the name. The name is forthcoming. Note that there is a sexist award that we're working in, and uh, that'll uh, that'll be uh, a title. It, yet to it could be if you think about it. A dreidel is an ancient Hebrew form of dice. <laughs> so the dreidel song about "I made you out of clay" is really an ode to Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, uh, tell me how that goes over at Temple next weekend, because I want to see what the rabbi says about that. Was that you who taught me uh, that the dreidel song is the rhythm of the Imperial March? Not I. I wish I could take credit for that. That sounds awesome. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. That's a stretch. Dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. I Someone sang it the other day, and they sang it to the rhythm, and it was amazing. Okay, we get it. We all get it. Am I the worst you ever for not knowing the goddamn dreidel song by heart? I know my Hanukkah prayer. Oh, that's good. Oh, speaking of Jews and Hanukkah, did you know that this year we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving and Hanukkah at the same time? It's awesome. Thanksgiving lasts for eight days. That's, uh, can you imagine how fat you would be? I can imagine most of America dying. Jesus. Or at I least a portion. By the eighth day, as you eat the turkey, you're shitting out another one. Well, yeah, you got one turkey leg in one hand and a turkey bone coming out your butthole. So. That is unbelievable. You know, mashed potatoes just smeared over your smarmy teats. You know, corn in weird places. Who has smarmy teats? I don't know. Barrett, do you have smarmy teats? Uh, my teats are smarmy all the time because I wrote butter and clay on them. Oh, man. The Andrew Dice Clay... Barrett Randall Award for being a sexist asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, but, uh, we sorry. should do the blender. Okay, blender. One, one quick ah, thing. You right. talk, you're talking about the Imperial March and the Dreidel. I just want to get yeah. real quick. On Darth Vader's chess piece, there is apparently a Hebrew slogan written in there. The oh, yeah. Wordage written in Hebrew. Um, I thought the chess piece was just a bunch of blinky lights. No, no, no. There, the there's like little wonky symbols that... Uh, I don't know. It means something. So huh. you can look it up on the internet. I swear to God. Uh, that sounds like some conspiracy theorist bullshit. Darth Vader chess piece Hebrew dialect. I don't know. All right. Weird. Anyhow. Uh, blender. 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 Uh, I should go first. Since Barrett's not here, because he's eating sausage, he automatically rolls the lowest. Mm, definitely. So whatever there's in the blender, he's gonna have to drink next week. He has a zero. It's unfortunate. This is this is the week. Mm-hmm. I thought the placenta. Oh, bummer. Yeah, sorry, dude. Yeah, and I got uh, Greek yogurt, so... Do you have Greek yogurt? No, not actually. Oh, man. No. What, did, what was I going to use? I hit it in the back here. 
Well, mine's in that yellow bag, so. Yeah. Uh, I considered formula. Baby formula, right? Yeah, baby formula. Okay, not, not adult but formula. I just, I can't, I can't do it. So, uh, we got these mozzarella balls. Mm. They come in salt water. Ugh. Gross. My mind went somewhere very It's dirty, gotta be dirty illegal water. to drink salt water. Like, that makes you crap out your face, right? Yeah, I can't do salt water. No. Yeah. Like, you, you, you could do a, a bit of it with the cheese. Like, a bit of it, but not a ton. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't really have anything this week. Um, I'll go with something really simple and vanilla, and I'll say, well, not vanilla, but uh, cranberry juice. Cranberry juice. Very simple. Okay. Gonna flavor whatever you have to eat with cranberry. With cranberry. That's delightful. Uh, I don't know how it will complement my Trader Joe's tomato soup. <laughs> but I'm keen to see Barrett drink it. So. Uh, uh, Barrett's gonna be so mad next week. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's what he gets for flaking out and opening his meat stand. That poor guy. Well, I don't feel that bad. So, wait, I feel like we're cheating the fans. Why? A fan? There's no followers on well, the, not, on the I mean, podcast. I, right I follow us, you know, so. Okay. I, so I don't feel cheated. No? Not even remotely. Right, let's, I, I'm going to call him. I'm going to let him know what's going on. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Call him live, live on the air. Here we go. This is a first for uh, three boring dudes. Uh, yeah, I've never actually dialed a phone before. What? No, no, not the dialing of the phone. Oh, yes. wait, what? <laughs> God. I should give you a Garrison Keeler for that. That was Don't, completely what? No, that was great. Well, then I'm giving you a Paula Dean. I'm giving you something for making a phone joke. That oh, was man. silly. With the E.T. award. Here it goes. Can, can you hear it ringing? That does not even register on the microphone. Not even a little bit, but... No, that's, it's ringing. What's up, John? Hey, buddy. You are live on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, Welcome. We uh Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, man? You are you are live on the podcast right now. Oh, yeah, you're doing it without me. Yeah, yeah. Cody and I decided to do two boring dudes and a baby. It's pretty rad. That's hilarious. And two dogs and a twelve pack. So the the trick is because you're not here, you automatically rolled a zero when we rolled for who would drink the blender. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I'll come, I'll be by in a minute. <laughs> cranberry juice and tomato soup. Right. That's what you got coming your way. So far, cranberry juice and tomato soup. It'll be good. All right, buddy. Well, great to talk to you, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks for, for you drinking two blenders. I miss your face. I miss your butt. And he hung up. Can you believe that? What Jesus a guy. Jesus Christ. That's our, that's our pal. What a chub. I mean, uh, he's not my friend. I mean, you know? I didn't hang up, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm right here. Right now, Barrett just stepped out to uh, take a dump on his face, apparently, uh, which his vagina mouth is now eating. <laughs> it's disgusting. Terrible. Um, so anyhow, blender to be continued next week. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Barrett's going to have to drink it uh, first thing next week. We're going to start the show with Barrett just... Popping a shot of this, we're not even gonna give the exposition. The exposition. Yeah. <clears throat> right. That's, that's what I say. Um, all right. So uh, what were we supposed to do? We had homework. Barrett told us to watch a TV show called Spy. Yeah. He's I, not gonna be here, so fuck you. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. All right. Good. High five. Well done. Um, do we have any other homework? I don't think so. Well, I was. Uh, what else do we have? He said to watch the Barbra Streisand retard video. Yeah, did you watch that? I did not do. Oh man, that is so good. I did play Balloons Tower Defense Five. What did you think? 
Uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's a tower defense game with monkeys. Like, See, I, I would say it is terrible because it's a tower defense game. That's what I mean. It's it's tower defense. Uh, I like that you got a lot of like upgrades with your monkeys because that's the thing that gets me in a lot of your, games. Your monk grades, mon- monkey, mon- monk upgrades. I don't know what that means. Up. Up, uh, monkey. Mu- mu- up, up key grades, mu- monkey. Send us your thoughts at uh, Three Boring Dude Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I gotta, I gotta pause because my kid is crying and he probably needs me to feed him. All right, we'll think of a new title. Yep. Man, so uh, he didn't need to be fed; he needed to be changed. Somebody had a poopy diaper. Sorry. And also for your son. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, I cannot wait till he eats solid food and has solid poop because liquid poop is disgusting. Here, here. Oh, man. So. Speaking of liquid poop, dude, this guacamole does not look appetizing. Yeah, I'm a little uh, a little uncertain now if I should continue. Otherwise, I might have liquid poop because it's a guaca salsa. Just smelling it might give me liquid poop. It's a combination of guacamole. I use that term loosely, like the poop will be. Oh. Hold on loosely. Because I eat guaca salsa. Wait, Campton? Where's Campton, California? Anybody know? Do not know. Okay, well... Um, anybody know? There's one person here. There you go. Nobody... I don't know. Hey, you know. listeners, write in and let us know if you know where Campton, California... Some, not some, Compton. Here's what's going to happen. Some smartass is going to write in. It's just going to say, it's in California. Thank you. Thank you, smartass. That's a pre... pre uh, uh, preliminary? What's the word I'm looking for? Preemptive. A preemptive okay. thank you. Yeah. All right. Campton. That's Let's funny. Say misspelled Compton. Anyhow, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, balloons. Homework. Yeah, balloons. Tower defense. Eh. Again. Yeah, I hate I, tower defense games. I'm just not a fan in general. I, I love games where you have the uh, upgrade to new shiny things. You know, sure. That was a big part of why I kept playing World of Warcraft for as long as I did. It's like, you got this sword now. Ooh, now you can make this one. Ooh, now you can make this one. But hey, wait, here's this special one. Just if you stick around for Halloween and blah blah blah. Just like a fish on a hook that was uh bad news so i like that for balloons but uh yeah you know it's still tower defense so yeah speaking of uh games where you can upgrade to shiny stuff i've been playing some borderlands hey oh i should i should be specific and say borderlands 2 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. me too lots of lots of borderlands too i should have listened to i'm gonna say everyone i've ever met who said this is an awesome game and you would love it buy it did you play the first one nope okay this is a good game. Yeah, the the cell shading uh, for me takes a little bit to get adjusted to from pretty much every other game that you play. It took me no time at all. But I once, was instantly into it. Once uh, once I adjust to the the scenery, it's it's very cartoony, you know, like it, it really yeah. looks like an animated comic book kind of thing, which is fine. It's just different than you know Halo or uh, uh, Call of Duty or any of those types. Sure, of but shooters. The, the artist did, I will say, a tremendous job. Such that as you were playing, if you pause at literally any time, it looks like it could be a drawing in a comic. Yeah, it looks like a frame. Exactly. It, it is cell shading is tricky to do anyway. I, I work full disclosure. I worked on the Ultimate Spider-Man video game, which was cell shaded. Mm-hmm. Doing the cell shading is tricky to begin with, but doing it in such a way so that literally every frame is flawless mm-hmm. is real hard. Mm-hmm. And the Borderlands guys nailed it. Yeah. Like, just awesome, awesome work. Yeah, gorgeous uh, gorgeous artwork, very stylish, you know, in its way. I mean, there's there's nothing else I've played that looks like this game. 
basically, you know, from character design to the world. It's got that kind of uh, dystopian Mad Max sort of vibe. Kind of. Kind of. Well, just you got the... If you watch the opening sequence and there's a desert wasteland and then the, the monster alien dog thing gets hit by the train and <clears throat> it just has that, that future world gone wrong sort of vibe. Yeah, totally. Which, which I really dig. I use Mad Max as the example for, you know, world messed up sort of thing. Um, and uh, for what it's worth, I love the opening song and I love the closing song the by The Heavy. Opening song is very good. I haven't heard the closing song because I haven't beat it yet. You'll hear it eventually. Opening song's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, the game is really well executed. Voice acting's good. Uh-huh. I like the plot of the missions we did. What was the mission we did the other day where we had to like fire a mortar at the town? And I was like, this is not right. going to end well. Right. And it turns out one of the people in the town had just told you to fire the mortar to blow up the house of the guy she didn't like. Yeah, he was a total crabby bastard. He's like, oh, uh, we just try and ignore Dave, and then Dave's house gets blowed up. So like, now we'll try it with the shields on. Ah, uh, it was great. <laughs> and surprisingly, I did not expect that. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler alert. Yeah, there's there's a couple of other on. things uh, that show up later on that I won't spoil either that are references to other franchises and Listen, such. I just killed Rackman, who's a Batman ripoff. There are at least two others... That uh, I mean, I'll I'll spill them if you want to hear. Go for it, dude. Well, at one point there is um, a large um, gorilla-type monster that throws barrels at you. Nice. For example, and there's two others that are gorilla-themed monsters. I can't remember what they do. There's like a King Kong type and uh, something else, but the, the one that throws barrels is pretty hilarious. And then there's a mission where you go into the sewers. To fight these four uh, mutants that, the that eat pizza, you're delivering pizza to them, and then you kill the hell out of them, and it's hilarious. Well, and then uh, his name wasn't Splinter, but a, a rat comes out. Yes, yeah, like shrapnel or yeah, shrapnel. Yeah, something like and that. And he's uh, you're killing Splinter. Yeah, that's great. So Borderlands, good game. Borderlands too. Lots and lots of that. Uh, lots of DLC. Game of the Year edition just came out. Uh-huh. Uh, if you want to buy that, it comes with all the DLC. Or if you're like me, you could have bought it literally the week before, of course. and then had to buy the DLC separate. Still cheaper mm-hmm. uh, overall, but I'm missing one DLC, mm-hmm. so I think when I buy that, it'll end up being about the same price. Yeah, I got Borderlands 2 on sale uh, months and months and months ago for like 10 bucks, I think, for the game. Wow, I got it for 15 uh, Either way, great, but I didn't get any of the DLC either, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you, uh, you getting any of the golden keys? I, I am. They're, okay, so the Golden Keys are both dumb to get and also easy, mm-hmm. um, so I don't mind so much, but you basically have to go to their Facebook page. There's a separate Facebook page that someone made that does nothing but track Golden Keys, and they track the Twitter feed and everything and paste it to that one page. And paste it, post it. Paste it, post it, post and paste. And it's all the same. Yeah. Post um, and paste. You use paste to seal stamps to your post. Right. You say posto, I say pasto. Barrett likes to put paste in his posterior. Uh, he pastes his butt cheeks together like you wouldn't believe. Only for certain clients, though. It's it's called the squirtle. Uh, uh, it's called unsealing the envelope. Oh, God. Uh, well, with the paste, I'm just saying. You have to lick the paste and then push the cheeks together. And then together. push the cheeks together, right. This is the worst joke. We call that the, uh, I don't know what we call that, yeah. Sealing the envelope. We call that the let's move on. All right, good time. So, uh, wow, did you just give me a thousand Garrison Killer Awards? Oh, no, I'm looking at last week. Yeah, no, no, God, that was last week. damn, I was or not funny last week. Last month. But uh, uh, what are we talking about? Other things we've played, watched, supposed to do? What are we talking about? Uh, Game of Thrones Season 2 I have finished. <laughs> good. Uh, the last two episodes carried pretty much all of the action for the entire uh, season, mm-hmm. which... Eh, 
Yeah, it gets frustrating. There are so many characters that it is real easy to have episodes that just go nowhere, other than to show you that these characters still exist. I enjoyed the next to last episode tremendously, where the whole episode took place with one set of characters, mm-hmm. and I wish they would do that more often. Have one episode that's everyone, then have a bunch of episodes, like five, mm-hmm. that are just whole episodes with a set of characters. Mm-hmm. You know, further sure. those plots. Sure. Then have another episode that says, okay, we're showing you where they all are in relation to each other. And, you know, then have a couple more with just staying with people, and then you wrap it all up in a big finale. That's how they should be doing it, sure. because it is so much more interesting when they stay with people. The writing is there, the acting's there, the you know, the sets and costumes are fantastic. There's sure. no reason they can't do that. Right. But these episodes where there's five or six episodes in a row that hit every character, nothing happens. Because mm-hmm. each character walks one foot. Right. Um, do, how how did you watch these? Do you have them on DVD or Netflix? Or? Yeah, we're getting the DVDs from Netflix. For, through Netflix. Okay, so uh, you're watching like two or three episodes at a time? Or, two. Okay. Uh, I, this last season, season three, we had a couple friends come over pretty much I, every week. I have not seen that. No spoilers. Thank I won't you. say anything about the episodes, just about the way of watching this show. Uh, I've read all the books. Um, so is my wife. So we kind of know where it's going. Um, obviously the, the show takes some twists and turns, some artistic license, but... Look, it's about to get to a point where the book, the movies are ahead of, or the movies, the show is ahead of the books because mm. George R. R. Martin can't get his act together to finish the damn series. Well, he's too busy writing about the feasts. That's my one of my big problems with the books is he spends so much time talking about the feasts every time there's a feast, and there's a lot of goddamn feasts. He is, he is also apparently too busy showing up to set whenever they're filming a nude scene. Well, I'm sure, and that's why uh, the mother of dragons has said she will no longer do any nude scenes. There's at all. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. You know, huh. you can't do the show without me now. Yeah, so it's true. Not going to get naked anymore unless it's uh, really, you know, uh, critical to the story, or you pay me a whole ton of money. You know, but yes, yeah, I thought they were paying her a whole ton of money at this point. You know, three seasons going on season get, four. She should be making some cash, probably, but more. You know, like she doesn't want to do it because she's sick of getting naked all the time for no reason. You know, uh, that, I mean that's part of her character. That is, it is part of her character. But in the books, her character develops, and she stops getting naked all the time. True. It would be nice if in the show her acting would develop. Well, yeah, and part of that's the writing, and part of that, like you're saying, is this bouncing around to twenty different characters over the course of ten episodes, and not progressing until the last two, maybe a little bit in the first two. And then a bunch of kind of ho hum in the middle. Same, I, I I will say this: season three is is very similar to that. The best way for me uh, to watch this series is all in a row. Get you know, get HBO for a month, whatever. Watch it all on demand and plow through it. Like literally, if you can watch the whole series from start to finish in a month. Then you've, you know, I mean, it's going to cost a little bit more than Netflix, but you also get to watch it at your pace. You don't have to wait for the discs to arrive. Well, they only have the first two season DVDs right now. That's that's fine. But on on HBO Go, their streaming service, they should have season three already up. Yeah, I'm sure they do. So the the reason I say that is having read the books, there are so many freaking characters it's the the pro and the con of this story it, it's great because it's such a vast world well, but to like, keep track of all of them yeah. and from week to week on hbo it's trixie's too because 
this guy over here did this thing that pissed this guy off that was related to this that happened 100 years ago that's now going to, you know, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So if you plow through, which is not necessarily fun or easy, but it is the best way to I like plowing through a show. Honestly, track. I like watching a whole series in a day. Yeah. I think it's great. Sit down on Saturday morning, just pop in episode one. Get some beers. By the last episode, you're like, "Woo, yeah!" I think something happened. The yeah. only show that's not super fun to do is 24 because long. It's long. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's also a good show. The 10 episodes. So, question, question yeah. about the characters: Is it worse? I don't know how it could possibly be worse. Is it worse than the Wheel of Time? I've not read the Wheel of Time. Oh my god. Um, he, my my wife has, and she has. Do said, you have the books? Because I'll give them to you. No, I don't want them. I yeah. don't. No, 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 no. At no, least no. read the first three. They're great. No, I don't want to. They're I, great. I'm, I'm sick of reading. Okay, I really am. I hate oh reading. God. I need. I'm like Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. How can you read this? There are no pictures. You know. I mean. Okay, I'm not that dumb, but. I, you're dumb enough to be quoting Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast. Jesus I work at the Disney store. Christ. Spoilers. Um, That's not a spoiler. I mean, it's, it spoils it's a, our friendship. It's a personal spoiler. Now, people definitely. are going to think of me as a total dork because I worked at Disney. No, you, you've spoiled a lot in, in this relationship. I'll spoil your butt. Oh, wait, Barrett already did that. Hey-o. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh. Yeah, no. My wife has repeatedly referenced The Wheel of Time as one of the most frustrating series ever. I need to agree. The first three books are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it, it was clearly written as a trilogy. And then it was so popular, he's like, oh, I'll just pretend that wasn't a trilogy and write book four. And he, he does a pretty good job of like working around the fact that the series is basically done after the third book and saying, no, it's actually not. And this was like this other person in it. It all, he explains it away adequately, mm-hmm. but the, essentially in Wheel of Time there are three main characters, and he starts to introduce so many new additional characters that by book, I want to say book five, it might be book six, one of those contains or, or does not contain the most interesting of the three characters at all. Mm-hmm. He is not in the book. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if they were casting a TV show of Wheel of Time, I would be like, that's the character I want to play. Right. And I would just have to know that when it gets to, like, season five, just not in that then, season. Then you're gone. Like, mm-hmm. what? And it's not like he's not in it because he died or anything. They just, he, George, uh, the, the writer never gets around to mentioning what happened to that character. It just gets lost in in the ebb and flow of the story. Like that they seems just, silly. Well, he uh, yeah, don't want. Uh, it's not. We, really do, no, we don't have to go into. But it, he, but. he gathers his own sort of army mm-hmm. that is like on the march to some place, and he's got like a bunch of girls he's banging. Awesome. Uh, all these characters are banging like a bunch of girls. Cool. Uh, that's not true. One of them gets married right away and is like in love with his wife. Marriage is also awesome, and by the way. Murders a bunch of witches who try to like lure him away. Mm. Anyway, uh, but the the character who's banging a bunch of girls gets. Uh, oh, and then the the main character is torn between three girls, two girls. It changes. Uh, but the guy who's just banging every girl. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a monogamous guy. There's the not sure who to be monogamous with guy and then there's the like I'm just banging everything dude interesting banging, so, banging everything dude's the interesting character so, so yeah so it's it's like a, like a D&D character like lawful good neutral good chaotic it good. is a lot like that kind of like that yeah, yeah. cool yeah it, I, he might not even be good he might not just be chaotic neutral <laughs> just be he's yeah, not evil but anti-hero yeah. just in it for himself he's super yeah he really is in it to win it hit it and quit it yep. something like that that's the guy uh and he, they set him up as like, all right, he's marching with his armies to go wage war on place X. 
And then the next book, like, I guess the army never gets there. Because they just, they never talk about it. And the book after that mentioned, you know, the army arrives. Okay. But, like, I guess for the whole events of that seventh book, it's just, just, you know, he's on the march. Well, um... Banging, like, three chicks or whatever. You know, that's okay. Uh, With Game of Thrones, uh, your wife's read it. My wife's read it. She's read the first four, right? I don't know how many she's read. I think she's watched the or watched read the first four. Uh, there's five books out now. The sixth one, I think, comes out next Allegedly, year. Allegedly, it will end in seven books. In book seven, theoretically, but who knows? Because the whole show has seven, seven, seven is all over the place. Um, On the show? Well, in, in in the book and in the show, there's the the seven um, the seven kingdoms. Okay. The seven gods. Oh yeah. Uh, the seven something or others. But seven books. Seven son of the seven son. Seven is a big number in this series. Right. So seven books is fitting. Whether or not, you know, uh, Martin will get there. Yeah. We'll see. You know. Uh, But I will say, to draw parallels, book four sounds extremely similar to what you're talking about in that the first three books of Game of Thrones, outstanding. Jess did read book four because she's like, it takes place entirely on the Iron Isles with a bunch of characters you don't care about. And book four goes way the hell over here. Just goes somewhere, you know. For no reason, right? The way Martin described it is that book four, the events in book four and book five happen at the same time. Okay. Which is, to me, why you write one book. Yep. And intertwine these characters yeah, in one. I don't care if it's a thousand pages, twelve hundred, whatever. Make one big ass book. What's your own book for? You have license to make the book big. That's absolutely true. But what's exceedingly frustrating about four and five, uh, four takes you to characters you don't care about, to places you don't really know about for no apparent reason. There's like one or two characters that have been introduced that you follow, and that's about it. And then everything happens, and it's, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred pages. I don't know. It's not exceedingly long, but it's pretty long. Then book five comes out five years later. Okay, so five years. Wait, wait. Yeah. So they don't happen at the same time. No, no, no. That's the thing. They weren't published at the same time, but the events within the books uh, happen at the same time. The book comes out five physical years later. Right. Gotcha. And, and then when you're reading book five... You're starting from the same point in time in the story as book four. Oh God! So you had to reach so your brain back. You're backtracking forever. Now I didn't. Does that have like footnotes and shit to like help? No. You out? Why would it have that? That would be helpful, you know. But pain in the ass. And then you know, so book five was much better than book four. But you know, Martin was a was a TV writer for a long, long time, and you can tell in reading some of these books that he's very good at the beginning, and he's really good at the cliffhanger ending, and then there's all this stuff in the middle that. You know, I mean... He's got to fill an hour. Kind of, sort of. You know, there's a lot of walking around. There's some stuff that happens, but, I mean, Five was was really dragging its ass. No pun intended. Um, uh, ah. There's uh, a No, that was funny. Yep, These dragons. You, well, I'm giving you one, too, for that phone <laughs> joke. No, it doesn't matter, because Barrett's already won. So. Oh, uh, so, anyhow, that's Game of Thrones. Watch it all at once, if you can. Uh, it's much better than... Because it's hard to keep track of all the Terrible. relationships, so... Whatever. Uh, did you see any movies? Uh, not in theaters, but uh, my mother-in-law was here last weekend, and she... Uh, She's as big as a movie screen. No, 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 no. Um, oh. She uh, tweaked her knee on a 500-mile uh, bike ride from San Francisco to L.A. Wow. Tweaked it in um, San Francisco. Not Florida. only is that a long bike ride, that is also the wrong way, since it's only 464 miles. Uh, all the way down PCH. Yeah, mistake. Start to, no, it was for a uh, it was fundraiser for, uh, for arthritis. Sunburn. 
Arthritis Foundation for sunblock. No, no, no. They had sunblock. It's okay. Everybody's fine. Mm. Until she fell so over by fundraiser for sunblock and tweaked her knee. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, we couldn't do anything. She was laid up on the couch, and we watched uh, a bunch of movies. We watched what did we watch? Uh, that new Oz movie, the new one, the Oz the Great and Powerful. Uh, how's with that? James Franco. Well, it's got James Franco in it, so it was a pile of shit. You know, it was very. Was his co-host any good? What co-host? Oh, his right hand. Sorry, that's what he calls that's his an co-host. Oscar's joke. That's fine. No, he was stupid. Was that uh, Catwoman? I use that term in quotations. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Catwoman from the new Batman. That was his co-host for the Oscars, right? Uh, Hathaway. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, don't care. So I was gonna make a Selena Kyle joke, but I wasn't quite there. Mm, good. There what's her name? Selena Kyle. No. It would have been. It would have been good if I'd had timing. It would have been. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we were writing a joke for us to say on the air, that would have. Unless you're talking to fans of the Halle Berry Catwoman, because that was Patience Virtue, or... Wait, her name isn't Selena yeah, Kyle? No, it's not. It was Patience something or other. God. Huh. What? How, uh, I, first off, I never saw that movie, so I can't really speak to it. Well, not really anybody did. But I'm just going to assume that the only reason to see that movie was to see Halle Berry in leather, and frankly, you could just rent Swordfish and see her actual boobs. Much better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're fabulous actors. Yeah. Oh, both, both of them. Yeah, A yeah. and B, sure. Yep. So No, we, I think they're both C's. Hey, oh. Uh, funny. Kind of. Is that uh, a dice clay? Is that Am sexist? I, in there? I don't know how sexist is that talking was. about boobs sexist? This is a good question. It's just manly. Is, yeah, I think you know? so too. And I for mean, a show it's... called Three Boring Dudes. Well, okay, let me relate a story. One of my coworkers, we were talking, and he was mentioning his, how his ex-girlfriend was such a bitch. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, she was just a horrible person. I was like, why do you date her? And then I said, wait, no, let's back up boobs and he was like he just started laughing he's like yeah she had great boobs and I was like yeah it's true there you go and it's it, every dude it, look, listen if you're a girl and you listen to this podcast first off thank you yes. for listening to the podcast I don't know why you're doing it but thank you uh, every dude on earth will date you if you have a nice rack if you don't have a nice rack you need to be like really good at blowjobs or just easy a spectacular person like football drink beer cook smart well yeah. I, I don't know about that no, she doesn't have to like football or like drinking beer. She only has to like dating a dude who likes football and drinking beer. Yeah, okay, so be a good actress. Yeah. There you go. There you go. No, she's not acting. She has to like it. No, she has to pretend to like it. No. Because she's, she's filling some void deep in herself with this guy. Yeah, but I want her that to... That she doesn't like. I want her to really like it. I don't want her to be like, yes, that's great in my butt. I want her to be like, oh my God. Like, ram it in there. That's Which pretend. Too late, I'm married now. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. But I feel you. I... The hypothetical girl who listens to our show, I, I don't think there is one, uh, but if there is, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you don't have a great rack, you need a lot of other things going on for you. You need a great ass, you need a good personality, you need to be a good chef, you, you need to love Short skirt. some dirty, sexy things. And a long jacket. And, and let's flip side, if you have great boobs, you're set, and you don't, whatever, do what you like. Yeah, exactly. Don't expect to be talked to eye to eye. Because that won't happen. Yeah, but she won't even know. She'll think that's where her eyes are. Well, fair enough. You know. I'm going to be honest, dude. If I was a girl with great boobs, I'd have gotten through life probably entirely on my boobs. Probably still and getting through life on my boobs. would have no concept of how people normally relate to people who don't have great boobs. Mm-hmm. Because I would have great boobs everywhere I go. Sure. It's uh, it was like on... Uh, did you watch 30 Rock? Nope. Okay. John Hamm guest starred on 30 Rock a couple of times. And he was the most handsome, perfect man for... Tina Fey for Liz Lemon. He was just, he was a doctor and he baked and, and, and she just loved him. But he was so out of touch with reality because he was so handsome and everybody treated him differently that he didn't understand anything she was saying. And uh, then she burst his bubble 
and eventually he wound up with hooks for hands. Spoilers. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. We're talking about uh, Arrested Development? I don't know. John Hamm from uh, Mad Men. You know. I'm just saying it sounds a lot like the plot of Arrested Development. Someone mm. ends up with hooks for hands. I haven't seen the hooks for hands yet. How many seasons in are you? The, the current one. Who gets hooks for hands? What? Uh, what's his name? The brother. Lost his hand in like season two. Who? Which one? The Tobias? Not one. Tobias. Not Tobias. Oh, um, Tony Hale. The, yeah, the one who lives with mom. Does he have a hook for hand? I yeah, like a shark that. ate his hand. Oh, right, because he was trying to save the... No, it was the seal. It was yeah. the seal that bit his hand. Right, And, okay, and then in the current now. season, he has the oversized hand. Right. Which lets him punch things real hard, because that's how bigger hands work. Kind of like in the Foo Fighters Everlong video, huh? I have not seen that. Really? Yeah. Wow. If you hear a scratching right now, that's our dogs that are outside trying to get in. No, it's me picking at my vagina face. Oh, Barrett, stop picking at your vagina face. But it's itchy. Because the teeth are growing, because you're teething. Oh, I can't wait for the teeth to grow in so I can bite some meat. Have you seen that movie, Teeth? No, I don't want uh, to. It's about a girl who has teeth in her vagina. I think I've seen like some stills from this on the interwebs. I've not seen anything about the movie other teeth. than the cover of the movie, like the movie poster. Mm -hmm. But it's a great movie poster. The girl's basically taking a bath in milk. Ugh. I, no, it's sexy. Well, I guess. Except you know that somewhere under that milk, she has, she has teeth in her vagina. Uh, <laughs> I would have loved being at that pitch meeting. Yeah, so, uh, so here's the idea, all right? No, 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 it's a bad idea. Stop saying This it. is the scariest thing I can think of. That is pretty scary, dude. Do you remember, uh, what was it, Jason vs. Freddy years back? I remember it existed. Okay, that's all I'm asking. Um, how about Teeth versus Human Centipede? Would that be a good movie, or would that be the worst movie we, ever made? Well, one-third of the human centipede was a girl. It doesn't matter. It's just, like, the two things that mash up and it, fight each other. I'm going to be honest. If my mouth was t sewn onto someone else's anus, I don't think I'm going to get a boner for your toothy vagina. It's not about bonerism. It's just about two monster things fighting. But it's... You know? How does the... I don't know. How does toothy vagina fight? It, it, we'll figure out some way, you know? I don't think she fights. She gets, she, okay, she gets hopped up on steroids because she has sex with some jock. Right, who's all jacked up and, the steroids and juicing, are, and they no, make her vagina teeth gigantic. No, giant fallacy here. Guys on steroids have small <laughs> balls. <laughs> it's not about the penis. It's not about the size of the dick. It's there's, about ingesting. The testosterone is not in his dick. It's, it's about definitely in, not in his balls. It's not about the testosterone. It's about ingesting the steroids that are in his body when she eats his dick with her vagina teeth. But right? How many of the steroids do you think what, are in what, his what, dick? What, what are we talking about here? We're talking about like a, a monstrous vagina with teeth movie. Okay. So let's take a leap of faith and says that the vagina teeth eats the steroidal cock, and there are enough residual. Uh, steroids in there to make the vagina teeth grow gigantic like Godzilla. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm picturing a giant vagina with this tiny little girl hanging off ah, against the vagina. That's the like, idea. It grows down. legs and she's just like along for the ride. Like, help me, help me. It's like the blob. It already has legs. Alright, right, let's change the subject because I'm having nightmares now. Jesus Christ. Really sexy nightmares. So what, what was the premise? It was teeth versus human centipede? Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, well, because I'm just thinking of, like, the two most disturbing horror-type things that I've heard of uh, recently, and Teeth is one of them, and the Human Centipede, where mouth is sewn to butt on four people or whatever. Three. Three. Sorry. Yeah, I, guess, I think in, in Human Centipede Would it be that four. bad if you were the lead Human Centipede guy? Uh, only if you had something with uh, people's, you know, mouths on your butt. Like, if you weren't cool with that, then it'd be bad. But at least you weren't eating what somebody else had ate and shat. Yeah. Yeah. So, the lead mouth would probably be the best, unless you had a really sensitive anus. I mean, 
What if, if you had a sense of advantage, it might be awesome. Or it could be awesome. Right. But I mean, okay, sensitive in a bad way, you know? So like Barrett. Yeah, like Barrett. Hey, shut up. My anus is fine. I know it is. <laughs> I love you. That's creepy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, uh, I saw a movie. Are we talking about anything else? Am I talking we're talking about, about movies. movies. Yeah. Did what I talk about one yet? I talked about Oz. Right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see any others that were great? Yeah, we watched, Before uh, I talk about the real movie that I saw. We watched Wreck-It Ralph. And That's we, a good movie. Which was fun. And then we watched... I was real drunk when I saw it. Uh, it was fun. Life of Pi, which was outstanding. Really? I've not seen that. Outstanding. How's the tiger? Awesome. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, probably second best digital character to Gollum. I think Gollum is... Wow. Outstandingly created, acted, Andy Serkis, props, technology, props, yep. etc. Uh, this tiger was, you know... There, there are moments where you're like, okay, yeah, it's CG or whatever, but on the whole, uh, it's pretty freaking rad. Dude, tell the truth, the tiger eats a kid, right? Oh, yeah, just bites his face off. Sweet, and it's yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, and uh, the tiger also has teeth in its vagina, which is scary. I thought it was a boy tiger. No, it's a twist. It's like the crying game uh, of pie or something like that, so. I'm, okay, that's weird. No. Dude. Uh, so the tiger is supposed to be a boy, but turns out to be yeah, a, a girl. Yeah, turns out to be a girl. Right. And then uses the vagina, vagina teeth to, to vagina bite the kid's face the... off. Huh. While they're on the boat. Yeah. Who paddles the boat to shore afterwards? Uh, Oz, the great and powerful. He shows up and he's like, Abracadabra, let's go James to India. James Franco is in everything. That guy has a blessed He's just career. all over the place. What I the shit. Guess. Uh, so I saw Gravity. Uh, how was it? Gravity was fucking awesome. So, yeah. Although, can I? I'm gonna rant. This is a, a Hollywood rant for a minute. There's nothing to do with gravity. Uh, I had an audition for a new TV show on FX that is a movie review show, and they gave me sides to talk about uh, uh, the Social Network. Do people know what sides are? Sides are. It's a script. They gave me a script. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so they gave me a script. It was about uh, a page, which is yeah, it's not too much. It's like a minute of stuff, but it, it's all you. You know, it's a monologue. And, uh, and then they said, you know, make it your own. So I added a bunch of jokes and more information, and I removed their goddamn horrible writing. Like, th- this thing was written like it was supposed to be for Entertainment Tonight. I mean, for, like, 60-year-olds? Just so, so vanilla. Dry. And, and, yeah, not funny, not mm-hmm. interesting. And I'm like, this is for FX, which is a little edgy to begin with. Yeah. And they're, they're bringing in, you know, me and allegedly, like, uh, I'm doing uh, They... Ask for stand-up comedians and stuff. So I like I'm assuming they want people with personality. So I, I made a I like I wrote a bunch of jokes into it basically. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, astronomic performance, also Justin Timberlake's in it in a forgettable performance. Except I just remembered it, so I guess take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. But um spent a lot of time on about five hours of prep, working this thing out, memorizing everything they wanted me to say and whatever. I walk in and well, when I show up at the audition, the girl says, you know, remember, here's your script, make it your own, go inside. When I'm walking in, the camera guy, who's the, the guy running the audition, says, by the way, don't talk about the social network. Talk about a different movie you've seen recently. And social network is the thing that was on the sides. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. all you're talking about. So I, I have done hours and hours of preparation for this. And, like, who the fuck does an ad-lib movie review? Yeah. If you're a movie reviewer... You know you're going to review this movie when you watch it. So you're already taking notes. Now, when I watch movies just for fun, guess what? I'm watching them for fun. I'm not taking fucking notes. Sure. So I wasn't prepared to review any goddamn movie. 
You know, I right, haven't thought about it at all. Right. Like even right now, I'm like, oh, I'm going to talk about gravity. I have thought about, I'm going to talk about gravity sure. on my podcast. Yeah, so we talk about movies because that's a thing we do. So I will maybe prepare some shit. Mm-hmm. This audition, I had nothing prepared. And the guy's like, oh yeah, come on in. Make something up. Make something up. And I was like, who the fuck ad libs a movie review? Uh, the only ones I can think of are the guys at MST3K. They kind of ad lib a movie review while they're watching it. But they, I'm going to say they don't. I agree. They write a lot of fucking jokes for that Sure. Uh, nobody is ad libbing anything. Nothing. Okay. Uh, I hand him a chip. Sticking chips in my face. And I'm assuming he's offering them to me and not like giving me the finger surreptitiously behind the chip. Chip finger. Yeah. Chip finger. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. So. Gave you a prior. Oh, nice. That was amusing. Excellent. Um, so, uh, here's. Anyway, so that was a really frustrating Hollywood movement. Like, getting torpedoed in an audition by the person running the audition is so annoying because I know that the people casting that saw. None of my personality, mm-hmm. you know. They they saw none of my preparation. They saw none of my hard work, and they have nothing to upon which to compare my performance to someone else's because we're talking about different fucking movies, mm-hmm. you know, with different amounts of preparation. Because maybe somebody else got told five minutes in advance so they could think about it. I literally walked in, said my name, and then had to tell them about Gravity. Uh, what I told them was, it's a fucking great movie, and the uh, Sandra Bullock. First off. The whole movie is Sandra Bullock. This is a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. George Clooney is in the film, but he is barely in the... He's in maybe 20 minutes of the movie. A lot of voiceover? There's there's three different voiceover characters who are like people on the radio. Mm-hmm. Houston. Uh, yeah, Houston. Exactly. I have no idea who that actor is, but Houston's there. Gets a lot of work. But Sandra Bullock carries this show and carries it brilliant mm-hmm. she is phenomenal she has, is just a, a powerhouse performer mm-hmm. um, by the way and I I almost feel bad saying this because I don't want this to be misconstrued as my takeaway of her performance because she was a brilliant performance mm-hmm. highs lows very interesting retrospective into, into the human relationship with the universe and the relationship with other humans fascinating also she is 49 years old and she looks fucking slamming mm-hmm. there's one scene where she takes off her spacesuit and it, she curls up into like the fetal position and it is it is a Spike little worthy. a little bit of the director's hand touching the, the movie to make this scene happen right mm-hmm. but it's no it, it, it's beautiful mm-hmm. and at the same time you're just like she is gorgeous mm-hmm. gorgeous and just like rock and bod mm-hmm. and you know I mean I have a big crush on Sandra Bullock ever since Speed but I'm gonna say she looks better in this movie than she did in Speed. It's funny you say, I was going to ask, I was going to say, she is one of those actresses that has aged really, really well. Backwards. Yeah, well, essentially, you don't get a lot of them, but every now and then there is a female... It's the curious case of Sandra Bullock. Which is, uh, which is oh, I mean, her career's gotten better. Not that Speed wasn't good and fun, not that Demolition Man wasn't good and fun. But she did some rom-coms in their romantic comedies that were forgettable. Uh, and she, what was it? Was it Crash? But she wasn't in Crash. Yeah, she was. She, she was, was the wife, right? She was the angry wife to... Oh, oh, she was the racist. Yeah, she was sick of being angry all the time. Yeah, but she was also sick of the Mexicans who worked for her. Well, yeah, I mean, but who isn't? I mean, honestly. I mean, I don't... Give yourself a Paula Dean, you <laughs> racist asshole. <laughs> Shut up, Juba. I am not sick of the Mexicans who work for me. I don't have any Mexicans Because I'm not a racist. I don't have any Mexicans who work for me either. Uh, I don't yeah. know if that's really true. The valets at my work are Mexican. One of them's Asian. There's, there's a guy that cleans the toilet at Warner Brothers a lot that I use. He's Mexican. You use the guy? Or you use... I don't use the guy. It's not like I'm pooping on his face. I'm not Barrett. Shut up! 
the way you described it was there's a guy at Warner Brothers who I use. Okay. Your wife told me that if I ever played Scrabble with you, be prepared because you're good with words. And I can see that I need to not drink as much when I come over and uh, debate you with the uh, verbal play. I am a master debater. <laughs> it's true. That's terrible. Anyhow, I'm, I'm eager to watch the movie. I'm a cunning linguist. That's not what your wife says. Oh, man. Oh, below the belt. I'm going to be honest. I take that back. Wow, I, can I overshare right now real sure, quick? This please. is funny. Um, <laughs> so, coming off the, the birth of the baby... It's basically like, uh, you know how people are like, I'm a born-again virgin. Mm-hmm. I mean, after you've had a baby, uh, the amount of time it takes to heal and stitches and whatever, you really are a born-again virgin. Mm. So, you know, it, it needs a little help. Yeah. I don't remember uh, needing help before down there for her. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, I like to I like to warm my woman up. Sure. Yeah. Lube doesn't taste good. No. No. I would think no. Yeah. They do have some that is flavored that tastes better. I, I mean, this had a flavor. What flavor was it? Gross. Okay, that's not like technically a flavor. It was, you know, uh, was it one of like the Harry Potter like Birdie Bots every flavor beans? Was it like grass? I mean, this is the thing that's that surprised me. There are few flavors in the world that are less disgusting than the flavor of vagina. So you're saying that you don't like the flavor of vagina? Uh, I mean, it is not a flavor that I would want okay. in my food all the time. It's so like if you ordered a, a vagina milkshake, you would not like it. Correct. Okay. Vagina tastes like vagina, and that's it great. And that's and fine. I, I yes. like, yes. you know, I like having a vagina in my mouth, but uh, it doesn't taste like food at all. That's true. It's not a thing where I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I sure could go for some vagina right now. Hmm. You're like, I'm horny, and I could go for some vagina. But it's not, it's not food-related. Different appetite. So when you, when you lick a vagina, you do not want or expect a food flavoring involved in that. Right, you're going down and it, it suddenly tastes like pizza, and that's weird. That would be real weird. Right. Like, oh, or peppermint. cheese. And then there is cheese on it. No, like, no, too far, too far. And, and Sorry. it tastes like peppermint, and then it is red. We just lost our one female listener. You know that, right? Sorry, right. she'll be fine. She has big boobs. She was listening to us until the cheese comment, and then um, done. But, it, you know, no. Like, uh, it, I'm going to say the lube was probably medicinal cherry flavored. Oh, like Halls or something like that? Oh, God. Like, oh, I, menthol? I it's one of those flavors that should not exist. No, I mean, it was vaguely cherry, and it probably says on it, cherry flavored. But, but it's, the, like, it's like cherry it, with one it, R. It, I mean, it t- yeah, it tasted like the Tussin. Uh-huh. Except it didn't get me all drunk and shit afterwards. <laughs> the Pussin. <laughs> the Pussin. <laughs> oh, my God, can we make that and sell it? Yeah, we can make that. Give yourself a Richard Pryor. Thank that was you. good. There you go. The Pussin. Yeah, <laughs> RP. No. Oh man! Uh, so, so let me ask you back yeah, on uh, yeah, yeah. on gravity. Um, oh, okay. Let, let me finish up before you before you ask. The most brilliant thing about the movie: see it in three D. That's what I was going to ask. It is done with the same technology that was used in Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is great, and the director captures simultaneously the incredible vastness of space and the incredible claustrophobia of being trapped in a space suit or a shuttle or a pod. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. There are, in the modern day and age, it takes a lot for me to be just blown away by the, the spectacle of the film. I enjoyed Lord of the Rings, sure. but I was not marveling at the vistas. Mm-hmm. They, they were great. They were, that was some epic footage. Mm-hmm. But I was not like, I'm blown away that that exists. Mm-hmm. Right? Watching Gravity... 
there were so many shots where I just like just pause the movie right now and I just want to stare at this for 20 minutes mm-hmm. incredible and they're, they're shots of the beauty of, of space and also the impending inevitable death of anything that exists in space <laughs> like it was so so crushing and so beautiful at the same time yeah I hear that there's uh, the the uh, I don't know the tension uh, uh, the, of the fear of death in this movie never really goes away never goes like, away like you're just constantly like oh god what's gonna happen next but now that we fix this now this thing's gonna happen oh shit oh shit oh shit it opens with a quote that is basically nothing can survive in space and then it shows you some people in space and you're like oh fuck well this is bad this is not gonna end well yeah yeah and it man and the, the effects are brilliant the opening camera shot's gotta be 20 minutes long do you know um because I assume most of this is going to be like blue screened and CGI and stuff it's, like that. But, but how it, much it doesn't it, look that way at all? How much, if any, was I mean, was there any footage taken from like NASA or, or anything like that? I have know? no idea. Suit no up? idea. I'm just curious because I know they spent two years in post production, which is a long. That's time. a long damn time. Uh, um, this is the first movie Sandra Bullock shot after winning her Oscar for The Blind Side. Good for her. Really? And yeah, and she's going to win an Oscar for this. I'll be shocked if she doesn't. Interesting. Incredible performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, keen to see it. I'm not a big fan of uh, of the 3D, but uh, no, this is I not this is not the out. gimmicky bullshit 3D that no, no, like every other movie is. This Look, is 3D that that is natural, right? I, Native. It, it is. I'm gonna say intrinsic to the plot mm-hmm. because the the movie is about traveling through space. Sure. And being able to, like, it, there are shots in the movie where there is someone who is probably a mile away from your camera, mm-hmm. and then there's another object that is five miles away, and in 3D, you get that sense, you of, get that sense of distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing that's so fascinating, is the 3D here is used to show millions of miles of distance, mm-hmm. not to show an object that is right up against your face. Right. Right. There is maybe one time in the entire film where something comes flying towards you, but it's not gimmicky and you know it's going to happen. Right. Okay. You're not, you're, you're never sitting there going, oh Jesus, you know, these guys are using the, the ploy of dropping a building on the camera. Sure. This is like, uh, there's like some space debris flying towards mm-hmm. you and you see it very far away. And if it was not in 3D, you would not know what you were looking at. Other than like some glimmering objects, but in 3D, you get the sense this is moving real fucking fast mm-hmm. because it's getting closer, even though it's not getting bigger because mm-hmm. it's still so far away. You just see the glints, mm-hmm. but the glint gets closer, and it's it's really brilliant, really well done. Right, right. Definitely see it in 3D. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, Avatar was kind of the game changer for the 3D. Yeah. Uh, and when I read about uh, Cameron developing the new technology and, and filming the whole thing in 3D and such, I'm like, well, I want to see it in 3D because that's how it and, was And this movie uses shown. the same technology and owes its entire existence to that technology. Which is great. And in, in Avatar, uh, just my only reference for it, uh, again, that use of 3D in adding depth of field to uh, Sam Worthington recording his video journals and crap and you can yeah. see this long hallway behind him and it felt like he was in a long hallway great that's fantastic show me like you know the floating you know island lands or whatever 
with some distance between them that actually feels like there's distance. I saw, I don't remember if, if you remember uh, Beowulf with... I, was, I have not seen it. Okay, it's fine. You don't need to. It's okay. It's it's okay. We saw it in 3D. It's like CG Angelina Jolie, right? Correct. And it was, it was in a, like a transitional time of both the 3D tech and even of, of CG stuff, animation and what have you. Um, but they used a lot of gimmicky, oh, here comes a pole flying at your face, and here comes a tree, and here comes a thing, like, zipping at you. And I can handle, I think, like two Monsters vs. Aliens was the same thing. It opens with a guy hitting a paddle ball at into you. the camera. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, bullshit. Uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth with uh, the mummy guy. Uh, what's his name? Brendan Fraser. No, yeah. Brendan Fraser. Um, the first, I, one of the first shots... And we rented this on DVD, and it came with 3D glasses, I think, either through Netflix or rented it at a video store or whatever. Right. It was very unsettling. But one of the first shots is Brendan Fraser brushing his teeth from the point of view of the the sink drain looking at his face. So So he spits into the sink drain. I'm like, uh, this is the worst movie ever. Yeah. I, I cannot stand gimmicky 3D. Gravity does not do that at all. It is a sea change in terms of the visuals of filmmaking being used to convey so much more information Mm -hmm. and just really getting you into the into where the characters there's a couple places where it's distracting um sandra bullock's crying and her tears come off her face in zero gravity Mm -hmm. right and it looks you know it's like slightly distracting yeah but it's uh, who knows? I'm not, I'm not sure how they did these scenes. I'm assuming it's CG, but there's one point where the camera racks focus onto the tear, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, maybe this is what a water droplet looks in space. I don't know. I've never been to space. Right. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But it, that is a great movie. Cool. I, I definitely see it. Cool. Definitely see it. That's my homework to you this week, is go see Gravity. When, when, well, I got a, as far as uh, things coming up, you know, in the next week or so, I have a friend coming in from uh, Australia next weekend, so maybe we can... Swing out and catch that. Show it to her. Him. Oh. But that's okay. I'll tell him that he was Does your wife know? Yes. It's okay. Hey, I like guys coming in from Australia, too. Barrett likes a guy from down under. That's what I heard. Yeah, he likes being on the bottom, though, so. Yeah. Uh, Uh, All right. Uh, Anything else? It's time for The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Uh, What else did we talk about? I don't remember. Anything else you did that was cool? We went to this... uh, luminescent uh, art show in Santa Monica a couple weekends ago called Glow. Um, for the love of Odin and all that you hold dear, never go to this. Eh. This was... I think that's all we need to know about. Big damn waste of time. A lot of space, a lot of assholes, not a lot of art. That so, sucks. Underwhelming. But, uh, yeah, then we went right. and drank. Uh, cool stuff this weekend. What's going on next week this weekend? the next podcast? Uh, I'm doing some work on my house. My wife has a birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What day? The 16th. Oh, my sister's birthday is the 14th. Weird. Yeah. Do they know each other? No. It's possible. I don't think so. Unlikely. Possible. Very unlikely. Uh, yeah, so we got uh, her birthday. We got a uh, buddy coming in from Australia. And uh, I think that's about all. Cool. Nothing exciting. Um, man, do I have anything else going on? Work, uh, I started cutting the broadband segments for Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So if you want to if you want to check out those for Cutthroat Kitchen Season 2, uh, I cut them, and you can check them out online cool. at cutthroatkitchen.com slash webisodes. I don't remember. Cutthroatkitchen.com. And then there's probably a link. Uh, but those won't be up for 
Metamites. I actually caught some of it on my DVR. I have some of your Cutthroat Kitchen recorded. Uh, will, season one. I will watch it. I will watch at least five minutes yeah, of it. I think we're up to the episodes I worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh, work, uh, work got extended. We got extended for season three. Congrats. So my, I'm now employed through, season two is through February, so I think I'm employed through April now. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the easiest job I've ever had. It's great. And they love me because I, I bailed them out from a terrible situation where they had a previous person they had to fire. And I came in and righted the Save ship, the day, as it were. Yeah. So at this point, like, I'm the golden child, which is a great place to be in. Play a lot of video games at work. Uh, read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I haven't read books. I listen to a lot of fantasy football podcasts. Oh, we should talk about football real quick. Okay. Uh, my San Diego Chargers sucking the big one. Wow. You got beat by the Raiders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Having listened to a bunch of NorCal uh, sports talk, the Raiders are better than the sum of their parts. They are. The Raiders are better than the Giants. Well, yeah. And they're definitely better than Jacksonville. Can, can, we, can we refer to the New York Giants as the the Giants for the rest of the season? Because oh, wow. six. Yeah, Diceman, we can. Okay, sounds Give good. Give yourself a Diceman point. I will take it. I don't care. I love it. I love it. Love the Vagiants. Um, <laughs> the Vagiants. Uh, well, come on. The v- the v- Jacksonville also. <laughs> the Jacks offs. Equally uh, terrible. Do you see the the spread on Jacksonville versus Denver tomorrow? Uh, I think Jacksonville will beat the spread and lose by less than twenty four points. Last I saw was twenty six. Oh God. And it had been as high as twenty eight and a half. So. They'll get the garbage time points. Henny's gonna throw some bombs to Blackman and, and Shorts. Yep. Think? Yeah. I don't, no, I think I Black Denver, would have both my fantasy teams. I think I think Denver's defense is good enough that they don't want Jacksonville to score anything. De- I think Denver's going to be playing their third stringers for the second half of the game, and it's not going to care. Well, let's see what it is at halftime. I think if Peyton scores seven fifty-six to seven at the half. at half, right? Okay. Well, you know that last week uh, Denver and uh, Dallas, right? Uh, yep. Finished at fifty-one forty-eight. Yep, that was a great game. Awesome. Um, Roma threw for 506 yards. And First still lost. Career, breaking 500. Still, still lost. lost. Yeah. Uh, Denver scores 51 points in one game. Jacksonville has scored 51 points on All the season. season. So that's something to think about. Yeah, well, uh, keep this in mind, too. The New York Jets have a better record than the combined NFC East. Oh, my God. With more wins. What? With the Philly and New York Giants and Dallas? What's Dallas? Two and three? I think. And the Jets are what? The Jets are three and two. Three and two. Yeah. So. Yeah. It gets close. It's it's yeah. Because Phillies won two, I think, right? Um, maybe it wasn't the. But the Giants have won none, and that's okay with yeah, me. Yeah, I don't remember the exact set. Maybe it wasn't the NFC. I know it had to be the NFC. It's just wherever the Giants were. Yeah, East. So. But wow. was Jacksonville in there too? Should not be. No. Okay. No. no There's no. one of the divisions where, where the the New York Jets have a better record than that entire division. Yeah, it's, that's and, it's, and by better record, I mean more wins. Right. Which is crazy. They have more wins now than I think they had. Wait, no. Is that, what team is Rex Ryan on? Yeah, Jets. Jets. Okay, yeah. It's Geno Jets. Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. So on and so forth. Hell, I, I like Geno Smith taking those shots downfield. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, do it. I wish more quarterbacks. This is a problem. We're in the quarterback age. Oh, man. Let's talk football for a minute. No, wait. Let me get another beer. We are, we are in a... I, I will take one as well. So. Very good. We're in a quarterback age... Where everyone is so focused on having these dynamic quarterbacks who run and throw, mm-hmm. and at the same time is terrified that their quarterback who runs and throws is going to get hurt yes. while running the ball, that these quarterbacks who are not good passers, they're, they're above average passers, mm-hmm. are 
relegated to passing the ball all the time. And these are your Kaepernick's and your Wilson's and your, your Geno Smith's and your Terrell Pryor's. Mm-hmm. And they're being told, listen, sit here and just, you know, and you're Blaine Gabbards. I don't know why he's in football, let alone this category. Tim Tebow maybe also? Blew somebody. Um, sit here, throw the ball 10 to 20 yards, maybe. Maybe 5 to 10 yards, mm-hmm. really. And, uh, and, and then run if you have to, mm-hmm. but we're not doing design run plays for you because we don't want you to get hurt like right. RG3 did. Right. The reason RG3 was successful is because he had a goddamn option play on every bound. Sure. And it was hard to defend. Sure. But if you know he's not going to try to run because he doesn't want to get hurt again, you don't have to defend it as well. Right. Then you're just defending a normal quarterback. Yeah. One linebacker stays at home slash watches your check down running back. Right. And you're good, you yeah. know? Well, it's the same thing with, with Kaepernick in, in San Francisco. Exactly. As a 49ers fan. Yeah, exactly. I've seen this all season long. It's the long. same thing with Wilson. Wilson, Wilson is a different kind of, of Same thing player. with Cam Newton. Cam Newton is, too. And Cam Newton is, what, in third, third year right now? Mm-hmm. His running has dropped off drastically. They're not letting him. One. They're not giving him and calls where he can run. The same thing has happened with, with Kaepernick. The reason Kaepernick was successful last season was the fact, first of all, he was an unknown quantity. Yeah. Completely unknown. Um, second of all, he had at least three more healthy receivers than we do now. We have no healthy receivers in SF. Well, you have Bolden. We have Bolden, put your best cover man on him, and you take him away. And then we got Vernon Davis, um, who's, yep. who's fast. He's banged up a little. Yeah, he had a, a leg thing in week two or whatever, but, you he's, know. He's not hurt, but he's he's not He's, he's probably he's like 90%. Either. Yeah, and he's also, yeah, in his 7th yeah. or 8th season. And then you have, what, Quentin Patton? Uh, he got a foot injury. We got Kyle Williams, who lost the game against the Giants for us a couple years back in the playoffs. Uh, Crabtree got, comes back week 11? John, was it John Baldwin from... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you broke the chair, not me. Fucking fuck. Yes, I win. God damn it. Is this the one chair that was real? Yeah, this is the one chair that I didn't have to I don't know. I'm just leaning back at like 20%. That's Damn it. it. You know? I was not leaning back very far. I went far enough. So uh, We got this guy, Jonathan Baldwin, from Kansas City, who was their 2011 first-round draft pick, who was pretty much a bust. For our guy, A.J. Jenkins, who was our 2012 first-round draft pick, who was a total bust. And they both seem to be doing better in different places, but they're still not Weird. good. They're still not good, you know. But they're not letting Cap run. And the couple times he has, he's made some yardage, but they don't want him to get his head knocked off. And you gotta let him play his game, otherwise, what's the point of having him? But he's right a there? big, strong dude, and like That's he can I mean. tuck the ball and run. Like let him run. It's, you, they're gonna let him do that when he needs to, versus designing read option plays, which I think is almost officially. I'm dead. gonna tell you straight up: Frank Gore throws a block like almost no running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just. Do a goddamn option read, and if Gore needs to block, he will block, and Cap can get his 10, 15 yards. What's but if he's not running for 60 yards a game, mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. you're not playing the offense right with Cap. Well, no, not with him. Not with our receiving core being depleted, too. Like, Frank Gore had, what, 150-some yards a couple weeks ago? Gore's a beast, dude. I should not have traded him away. At, at 30 years mistake. old, he's still running hard. Yeah, and you know. 32. Yeah, Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yep. No. Yeah. He just turned 30. 32 just years old. 30. I mean, we can wiki this or whatever, but uh, yeah, so whereas Russell Wilson up there, he's what, 5'9? Maybe? He's a, he's, he's a, a, a smaller, 
framed guy. Oh, you're right. Booyah! Years. Suck it! May 14th, 1983. You get three gears and keelers for that. What? Yeah, because it was stupid. So. Yeah, but I don't understand how that works. Just, it was unfunny because you were so wrong. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was or, trying to or be it was hilarious accurate. and you got a Richard Pryor award for it. Man. Or maybe it was racist because you thought the black man was two years older than That's true. Years. I can't tell how old black people That's are. That's understandable. <laughs> God, they're not Asians. Come uh, on. Speaking of, why, why do you see so few black people on cruise ships? Uh, I'm trying to think of a horrible joke. No, because they me. they ain't falling for that again. So, oh, you definitely get it. Yeah, I, I read it online. Sorry. Give yourself a apology. I love black doesn't, people. Doesn't matter. I'm black on the inside. No, you're, uh, I'm just gonna give you like five apologies right now. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, so yeah. Uh, who, who's the other big game? Uh, just, uh, New England and New England and New Orleans. New Orleans. It's gonna be a good game. Tom Brady. I thought that New England's best chance to win this game was to bring in Aaron Hernandez and have him shoot a bunch of people. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying, like, what are they going to do? Is the New England defense uh, going to stop? Kenville Tompkins is going to drop four passes in the end zone. What, what if they just throw to, uh, who's the big tight end? Jimmy Graham. He's that, on, no, that, that's the Saints. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, the Saints are going to hit Colson and Graham all day, and Sproles is going to have a field day. And New England has Amendola, who's great. Mm-hmm. Edelman's been doing okay, but he dropped two catches in the end zone last week. Gronk is back this week. Gronk is not back. Not back. Not still. medically cleared to play wow. as of this morning. Wow. He might be cleared now. If Gronk clears and plays, New England has a chance. If Gronk does not clear, I mean, let's be honest, they dropped Zach Sudfeld, who was their replacement mm-hmm. tight end. I don't even know who their goddamn tight end is right now. They got yeah. no one. Right. Um, their receiving cores all shot out. There's two rookies back there. A bunch of rookies that dropped so, passes. So you got, yeah, you got Amandola and Edelman, and then you have two rookie wideouts, maybe, depending on if you're in a And you still have Tom Brady. I mean, look. Well, look, Stephen Ridley can run, but they, he not this season. The, the O-line has not been – he's fine. He's no, back it was, now. It was, uh, uh, was it Wilson for uh, New York. Oh, yeah. He yeah. got hurt. Oh, David Wilson's probably done for the season. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a spinal compression injury that might end his career. And speak, I mean, Atlanta. But but I'm going to be honest, man. Uh, New York's doing okay in the running game after Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, True. I mean, they, they hung in there still to lose. Well, uh, what's his name? Had 106 yards and two touchdowns. Brandon yeah. Jacobs. Rumbling. That guy was on a couch at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Not on a team. his stupid ass off our team for Not being a jackass. Not on a team what? at the beginning of the season. And uh, New York brought him back, and he was running like 2011 Brandon Jacobs. I mean, mm-hmm. it, that was – if you watch, 4.8 yards per carry, and he he looked tough. You know, it's funny. Uh, Against a good team. For for a guy like that, sitting on the couch actually helps him be faster. When I sit on the couch, nothing. I just get slower and slower and slower. You look slow. I feel slow. I feel slow. So. That's terrible. Uh, oh, let's talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. real quick. Okay. I've been watching that. I've been watching it too. I think it's alright. The third episode was definitely the best so far. Absolutely. The acting's okay. The action guy has no character whatsoever. No, he's generic brunette male lead Ugh. number 27. Shoot him in the dick. The Asian chick is great. Boring. Really? You don't like her? Ming-Na Wen? I like her. I would like her more if they did something with her goddamn character. Well, they're, they're She flies the plane. No, not anymore. Did you see the end of episode well, three? She she's like, I want some action. Active, okay, tell me why she's called the cavalry. Now, because me now. she's the person they call in no, 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 to no. rescue everyone. I want her to be like some kind of mutant that turns into a horse. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. Why the long face? Yeah. Are you talking about Sarah Jessica 
Parker now. Oh, oh man. Too, too no, I'm talking about my wife. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I think I have to leave because it's got uncomfortable in here. Uh, That's what Barrett said when I put my dick up his ass. Okay. Yeah, I did. I don't know why you sound like Do that. Do gay jokes fall into the Andrew Dice Code category also? I mean, they kind no, of we do, don't right? really have a we don't really have a gay. But he's pretty homophobic. I think he's sort of a, a horrible person. He's sexist, but I don't know if gay sexism. If that's you don't the same think he thing. hates gay dudes? Maybe. I bet he hates gay dudes. I don't know. I think I'm more of a sexist chauvinist. I, I bet he's women. a homophobe as well. I would like to find somebody who's more homophobic. Uh, Lindsey Graham. Don't know. Senator Lindsey Graham? No. I I'm sorry. I don't know my senators. I I've got like the first Jesus. ten. But I'm missing the next senator. Any Republican? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. So, Newt Gingrich. Mm. No. Uh, Rush Limbaugh. The Rush Limbaugh Award for being a hateful asshole. Who, who's that? Uh, who's that religious group that protests the burial of gay? Oh, that's a good one. Um, fuck. Yeah. Okay, so on my homework for this week, I'm yeah. gonna look up the name. Name of the of... guy. I want to say it's Jessup, but that's probably polygamists. Uh, name of the guy from the church that protests the burial of soldiers and gay dudes. Burial. Fuck those people. Yeah, I know. Honestly. They're the worst people. Well, I'm just saying that would be the award because they're fucking horrible. Oh, and so if you win God. that, then you should feel bad about yourself yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're starting to run long. Um, that's what she said. Do, we have any, do you know of anything awesome that happened? We forgot to get to fucking awesome. Uh, recently, football season is going on. That's fucking awesome. Well, I like seeing the 49ers beat the crap out of the Texans last week. That was a good game. So, by the way, I was chewing my fingernails off, and Matt Schaub served it up like a little baby. He is you know. terrible this year. You did, did you hear about the burger that they're serving in Houston? No. Yeah, they named it after him. This was two weeks ago. Whatever the week before. Yeah. San Francisco. They're called, it's the Matt Schaub burger. And uh, people who order it can or, can pick six toppings, okay? And uh, then the price is listed as you will pay for it dearly. That's the price. So That uh, is awesome. Along with burning his jersey and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I feel bad for the guy because you're an athlete, you're trying to win, and you're in a funk, you know? But at the same time, ha ha! Because uh, we beat your monkey ass. Uh. Whoa! No, no, like the rock said, monkey ass. Back in the wrestling days, not anything. Okay. Remember, Barrett talked about balloons and there's monkeys. There's actually monkeys in there. That's what I'm talking. I don't about. believe the monkeys exist in real life. I think it's only a racist term. That is weird. Yeah. No. I'm a weird guy. I still don't believe that you're actually Jewish. So show me your gold. Jews have oh, bags I've, of gold. Right I was now. about to show you my penis. No, I don't want to see that. That's the proof that I'm Jewish. Is it, is it like gilt, it gilded in no, gold? No, they cut off part of it. Oh, weird. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you people. Right? What the fuck? Oi. Uh, Mazel tov. Yeah, so uh, for my Chargers, pertinent, uh, Ryan Matthews out with a concussion, not going to play this week. Uh, but Danny Woodhead's been great all season. Mm-hmm. Guy's fantastic. He has the second most red zone targets among running backs in the NFL. Wow. Wow, he crazy. has the most red zone carries on the Chargers, more than Ryan Matthews, even hmm. though he's technically the, the this number two running back. Who are they playing this weekend? Uh, we're playing, it's Monday Night Football against the Colts. Mm, interesting. That'll be a good game. And we are probably going to get our shit stuffed in. I, the Colts, I, I know the Colts are better than everybody thought they were at the beginning of the year because they well, beat Seattle and they beat San Francisco. What, and also, who's the running back? I don't know. I can't remember. Richards. 
I mean, I can like they traded with like Cleveland. Nine, they nine, traded a number one oh, draft pick to Cleveland. Oh, right, the rolling ball of butcher blades. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and Andrew Luck is, is a good quarterback. He is. Oh, oh, going back to my rant earlier about right. the, the modern uh, run pass quarterback. The few quarterbacks in the league who are pure passing quarterbacks, your your Andrew Lux, your Drew Breeses, your Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers's, guess who the best goddamn quarterbacks are? You're, All you're, of them. Yeah, you're Matt Stafford's. Mm-hmm. Those are your best quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And the running quarterback's not doing so well because they they don't know how to... They're trying to design plays so maybe they can run, but we don't want you to run, which just means they get sacked a lot. Ma- yeah, make the distinction between the running quarterbacks... Versus the pocket quarterbacks that can run, yeah. that that are mobile. I mean, Steve Young is one that I will always think of because he could drop back and throw it. Sure, you know, look at Philip Rivers was, runs for twenty to forty yards. Sure, game, he's mobile enough. Like Brady, Andrew Luck is running. Brady, Brady can not, run. Mm, no, he can't run. He can move a little bit. He's like an like an oil tank. Romo can move in the pocket like a son of a bitch. What does that mean? Like, not very much, or what? No, like a lot. You Rumble, see that Rumble, last week? Romo can move around in the pocket, so he can go a couple feet up, a couple feet to the side to but stay in the pocket. he will keep play active for 20 seconds, he will. which is insane. Russell Wilson, who... Can actually run. Can run, but can... He is, I would I would say, the most elusive yeah. quarterback in the game right sure, now. Sure, because he's not the shortest. That, not that he's running. Oh, by the way, is, Russell Wilson had his first tip pass last week. First tip pass of the year. That's weird. He is the shortest quarterback in the NFL. Like I said, he's two short running quarterback. Ten? I had something like that. He's, I think he's and five he, nine. And he threw it. His first tip pass was last week. And I don't understand why all the defensive linemen aren't just coming they up are. with arms. No, up. they are. They do. Well, they need Because he's arms. a good goddamn quarterback. He really is. And he has a quick release. He has a, a very efficient motion. Quick release. Great awareness. Arm, great awareness. Scramble, scramble. Yep. He Mostly Some all of his passes are between the legs of the linemen. Which is weird. So that's that's why they can't block them with their arms up. Then they need to take their pants off and block them with their dick. So, and that's a cock block right there. Oh God! Boom. I want to give that a Richard Pryor, but I want to give it a Garrison Keillor. It's hilarious. Just it, it, they, was, they neutralize you each can, other. So. You can take it. Take the Richard Pryor. Right. That was funny. So I don't, I don't know who block. wins. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, um, we should we should wrap up this shit show. Let's do that. This was good times. Oh, this was good times. We should do this without Barrett every week. I, it's way better. Hey, I hate you guys. Shut your vagina face. God damn it. Guy keeps flapping all four of his lips. Oh, man. Annoying. Barrett, do you play for the vagiants? <laughs> all right. Well, he plays uh, for the vajassholes. <laughs> the vajassholes. I don't uh, even know what that is. I don't know what I it guess is. if someone, instead of tearing you a new one, just connects the two you already got. So it's like a cloaca. Then you've got, yeah, then you've got a vajasshole. A vajasshole is the, the human equivalent of a cloaca. Which, in uh, according to UrbanDictionary.com, it's called a Barrett. It is called a Barrett. There you go. All right. That's awesome. Well, two boring dudes, three boring dudes. Yeah, for, uh, oh, we never sang the jingle. Should we do it as an outro? We should do the jingle as an outro. Okay, well, uh, this has been uh, Three Boring Dudes. I'm Cody. I'm Judd. And Barrett! I'm the Barrett Barrett. Boring dudes. Boring dudes. Placeholder music. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace.